Hello and welcome. This is On and Off the Pitch. I'm Rodney Cyrus and today we are interviewing a very, very good player from Lewis Women FC. It's Ellie Noble. Ellie, thank you for joining me today. I'm really pleased to speak to you. How are you? I'm good, thank you. I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I'm not too bad. Before we get into the, the nitty gritty in terms of your career, how you've travelled to where you are, um, how you been? Co- have you been coping since this, this the absence of football? How have you been coping? Um... It's been okay. Um, I've obviously missed football a lot. I think um, especially kind of the team environment and seeing everyone almost three, four, five days a week. Um, it's really weird to not seeing them at all now. Um, but I have I was at uni at Sussex and I've come back home. Um, so home is in Oxford. Um, and it's, it's, to be fair, it's a really nice area. It's literally in, in the countryside. So lots of really nice walks and runs and things like that. So um, obviously I do miss football a lot, but it, um, it's a very nice place to be um, when I'm not at Lewis. Well, you have the best of both worlds, it seems. Uh, for, for this interview, obviously I have to do some research with my limited computer skills. I typed in your name and the first thing that came up was something to do with cricket. Is, is, this, <laughs> is this you? That is me, yes. <laughs> Please explain. So, um, well, I've kind of played cricket with um i have a twin sister we played cricket together since we were probably i don't know maybe 10 or 11 um and yeah we've been playing ever since really we played um county cricket for oxfordshire since under 11 and then we've gone up through the age groups um played for oxfordshire women and then i play some cricket um for my local club which is Teddington which is a men's club which is really really good and it's really fun and then um, I also play for the Young Vipers which I don't know if you know a lot about cricket but it's basically split into regions and I'm kind of play for the academy of the southern region so yeah that's about it really. (laughs) Well I have to be honest I I know nothing of cricket so I'm (laughs) I'm learning something now. Uh, Your twin sister have you ever at any point in time said you know what you go and play football I'll just do the (laughs) have you tried that? No, not really to be honest. We are we are very different people, so that would almost make sense to push one into one sport and one the other. But um no, not really. She's uh, she's she plays a lot of cricket. Um she like captains her uni team and things like that. And then um I I am probably more a bit more sporty in the sense that I prefer football and things like that. But um yeah, it is weird actually. You probably should have pushed us into two sports, cover more area. <laughs> Um, in terms of your footballing career and your journey, where, where did it all begin for you? So, for me, it began at Oxford United. Um, I, it was a bit weird. I don't think many other people have had this, but there wasn't... Well, I don't even know if there was, but I don't think there were very many local girls clubs near me. I didn't really know a lot about it. But um, there was... I was quite tomboyish in primary school. I'd always play with football with the boys and things like that. And then we'd have these kind of summer camps during the holidays, um, just across the road from my house at a park. And this guy, he's, his name's Jason Carbon. He was a coach at the Oxford United Girls Centre of Excellence, but he also ran these kind of summer camps. And so he just said to my dad, he was like, I'll oh, just give her a trial and see what happens. And then um, joined Oxford at under 10. I, I was probably eight or nine. And then um, stayed at Oxford, you know, since I was 19. So been there a long old time. Um, this is the first year away from Oxford, so that's a bit different. Um, but yeah, that, that that was it really, kind of Oxford through and through. 
Clitoran Peru. You know, you spent a bulk of you haven't travelled around in terms of your footballing career because you're quite still young. You know, so um, the, how different is it in terms of what you've learned from your time at Oxford to where you are now with Lewis? How di- in terms of prep, in terms of training, how different? I think um, with Oxford, I learned a lot. There were there were lots of really really good players at Oxford, and I think also when I was in the age groups for a lot of the age groups I was captain of my team so I had to kind of learn how to um, be a leader when you're kind of quite young and that type of thing and learn how to communicate with other people and also that at Oxford it's, it's quite a small club the the men's team are in league one um, and so there are always like lots of small jobs to do there's always um, you know uh, there's always kind of football teams you want someone to hand out awards and things like that and you'd always do that type of thing because that's the type of club it was um and with Lewis it, it's similar in that sense um but I'd say kind of the professionalism I've learned so much from even just the players in the team at Lewis a lot of them have played professionally and are playing at Lewis now um you know we have quite a few internationals and some of the things I've learned just the way they go about life as a semi-professional footballer some of the things you know how they eat how they sleep how they recover things like that um i've learned so much in that sense which i i didn't really learn as much um at oxford yeah so you say you're semi-professional yes yes so do you have to juggle the footballing world with with a nine to five or a part-time role and if you do what what do you do to in terms of employment yeah so i'm a student (laughs) so not 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 employment, but um, I, I guess that is kind of nine to five. Um, and it does get quite busy, um, but I do enjoy it. I think, especially I've been at school, I've done my GCSEs, I've done my A-levels. I'm always used to having something other than sport in my life, having to concentrate on. So I kind of fell into uni quite easily. Um, and so, yeah, that, that kind of splits the day up really between football and, um, um, and doing uni work really. Yeah, and is there an element of sport in your uni course, or is it just mainly in a, t- a totally different area of study? It's totally different, completely different. You you would not look at me. So I'm doing philosophy, politics, and economics at Sussex. Oh dear. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> um, it's a lot of work. It's got absolutely nothing to do with sport. Um, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. To be honest, I do really enjoy my sport. Um, I love watching it and things like that, but. Um, I do have other interests. I really, really enjoy politics. Um, I did maths at A-level and enjoyed that. So I kind of fell into doing a degree which, um, you know, has lots of different components to it. Um, But yes, um, it's got nothing to do with sport at all. It's nice though. It's nice. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, you've touched a little bit on on Lewis and playing for Lewis and, and the professionalism. You know, is there anything else you can kind of share in terms of the Lewis? Is it is it just about those little things, or is it? Have you learnt much more in terms of your footballing style and positional awareness from being at that club than when you were at Oxford? Yeah, I think we had um, when I first came. We had a manager, Fran Alonso, and um, he's in his past. He's worked with kind of like Sam Allardyce, Pochettino, managers like that. And so um, when I first came in, obviously it was all quite new with. I'd never really had a coach that I'd never heard of before because at Oxford, you know, when you're younger, you, you, you know all the coaches there. Um, so that was quite different. But in terms of that kind of 
just tactical things you kind of the movement off the ball I everything just kind of clicked it was I don't know if it was I, the, the different going to a different team or something like that but in terms of tactically and there was such a big um, emphasis on technical skills as well we would train the people who um, were able to and who didn't have kind of um, jobs would be able to train in the morning and there was such a big emphasis on your technical skill and things, making sure every pass is right every single time um, and I learned a lot in that um, with that I think I think the importance of it and also you probably when you play football at a certain level you probably think your technical and tactical skills you know you think you're all right but then when I think when you suddenly really really focus on them you realize how much more you have to learn um, and I think it, it was kind of a sense of that when I first came to Lewis. It was quite new, different kind of um, tactics and things like that. And I just, I just learned loads, loads. It, you know, it's, it's the difference between Ellie, the midfielder now, and Ellie, the midfielder a year ago, is completely different um, in terms of kind of tactical um, that way. Yeah, you say that you're totally different from a year ago. So you've noticed the change, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> what what aspects of your game have you noticed the change in the most? Has it been your passing? Has it been your shooting? Has it been your recovery? What has it been? Um, I think fitness wise, I've definitely improved. Um, in we went from Oxford, I was playing in the league below, and I was playing twice a week to Lewis, training four times a week and playing in the league above. So my fitness has definitely improved. I think technically small things like my first touch every time is a lot better. My range of passing or kind of my decision-making with my range of passing is a lot better. You know, when to play the long ball, when to play the short ball. I think my understanding of the game and not just my role, but other people's roles has got better. So I think when you're communicating on the pitch, when you know what the other person, you understand what the other person wants to do and their role, um, for the team um, it's a lot easier to communicate with them on the pitch um, yeah lots of things I, I think my shooting's probably improved as well last year I was playing number 10 and now I'm <laughs> um, playing a bit deeper so <laughs> that's quite a big difference um, but yeah I'd say that. Now, how have you found that then from going from number 10 to being slightly deeper in midfield? Um, I, I don't know I've, I've kind of floated around from holding midfield box to box to number 10 for the past few years um, and I think the when you play a bit deeper you have a lot more responsibility in terms of kind of defensively and things like that and when you play out from the back you're um, really important in that um, but I think there are just kind of small nuances in terms of the difference between the positions and I think I've become a lot more aware of that whereas I think you know a year ago I could have chopped and changed and not really have changed my game too much whereas now I think um, I play playing deeper um, kind of having more responsibility has changed the way I play quite a bit. Yeah which one would you prefer if you could choose one right now? Not putting I... you under any pressure. <laughs> Hopefully my manager won't listen. Well, she might. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I probably I, I enjoy the box to box because you get almost best of both worlds. You get to attack and you get to defend and you get to, you know, be near the top of the pitch and you also get to pick up the ball in deeper areas. So I'll probably say the box to box. Excellent choice. In terms of your career, I mean, okay, you're still studying. You've, you've been at Oxford, but basically from a child to your teenage years, you move away to Lewis. What have been the key moments for you whilst at Oxford and at Lewis? 
Um, I think the key moments would probably be possibly when I've had kind of hard, difficult times, not being in the team, not playing very well, not having huge amounts of confidence and then come almost coming out the other side of it, if kind of the cliche. But um, I'd say at Oxford, there was... I had certain periods where I got into the starting eleven with the first team, then got out of it again. Um, wasn't too kind of lost confidence in my ability, but kind of just kept at it. And we had that maybe two, I think, two years ago. Um, and obviously, it was when Oxford were in the same league as Lewis, um, and that's probably made me a lot stronger and a lot more resilient. I'd probably say that really sticks in the memory. Um, and I probably say the same at Lewis. When I first came, um, I was trying really hard to get into the starting eleven. I didn't start the first game, and I was obviously um, like disappointed and upset. But then um, I, I think I came on in probably maybe the 60th minute, um, and I think we were two one up against Blackburn. And I scored two goals, and so that was a, like an amazing feeling. Because uh, as a midfielder, you don't really score that many goals, to be honest. You know, you, you take you take them where you get them. Um, but yeah, at Lewis as well, I think I scored at the Medeski when we played against Reading. And my dad is a lifelong Reading fan. His family are from there. So that was, that was a really nice moment, actually. That really sticks in the memory. Um, but yeah, probably things like that, where it's not been going your way and then you've kind of come out the other side. You know, what, what I want to ask you as well, obviously there are key moments that have been quite good. Has there been a result that stuck with you and just thought, mm, could have done something different there or I could have done, you know, approached it different? Is there one result that sticks out? Yeah, probably, probably with Lewis. Um, we we played London Bees away. I've never I've never got a result ever at London Bees away with Oxford, with Lewis, with anyone. And um, I played centre back for a game because our centre backs were injured, and um, we lost two one. And I made the mistake that made us that they scored their second goal. So that was especially playing in a position that you don't really know a lot about. That was that was quite tough actually because it was obviously not a very nice moment um but um I don't know it, it was it it wasn't very nice um but it's just you have to just get over it um but that sticks in the memory I think um mm. in the sense of kind of how I felt after the games like I, I don't want to feel like that again <laughs> yeah and and how do you cope with I mean how do you wind down after a game whether you win or lose what do you do um I think I, that is probably a side of football that I find difficult because I think it, it's it's kind of the week building up to the game. You're really excited. It's almost a roller coaster of emotions. And then when when you end up losing the game, it is really disappointing. But um, I think what I found was um, we a lot of players share houses in Lewis. So sometimes we'd go back to some of their houses. We'd have a cup of tea. We'd talk about the game or something like that. Or um, maybe I'd bring my dad and just have a rant, whether I played well, whether I haven't, um, and just, you know, just take it all out on him. Um, or sometimes I think having uni work to do um, really helps because it means it, you just have to completely forget about football and concentrate on something else, um, which is, is also important. Um, so, yeah, that helps. But it's kind of a combination of those three, really. Yeah, it's very, very difficult when you lose a game and you, you don't have that, that kind of outlet. But uh, it sounds like dad is doing the best thing. He soaks up all the emotion, yeah, exactly. which, is, which is a good thing. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, in terms of build-up for the game, what are you like? What's your routine and your ritual as you prepare for a game? Um, I think 
I like to get up early, not really early, but early-ish. Um, normally we kick off at two, but I probably, I don't really like to have a light and I find I'm a lot more awake when it comes to actually when we get to the game and things like that, when I've been up earlier and had a few hours to go through everything. Um, I'd say I listen to music a lot. Um, I, I'm a big fan of my music. Um, so I listen to a lot of music, either to just feel a bit more relaxed or to really, I don't know what the word is, like get me up for the game. Um, have a big breakfast and then a slightly smaller meal just before the game, a few hours before the game. Um, but yeah, I'd say that's about it. It's nothing, nothing too serious, nothing like that. But um, we are, to be fair, in the changing room before a game, we have we have some really funny people in our team, and usually they get up and dance every week. So that, <laughs> that's a bit of a ritual. <laughs> like just name, there the, and name the players who dance. <laughs> name the players. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I will. They'll, they'll love it. They'll love it. It's um, Rianne Cleverly and um, Sammy Quayle. They they do it the most. And we also had um, we have a player called Annie who's from Northern Ireland, I think. And um, I, I I don't know what the song is, but it's like she'd just get up and do an Irish jig to this Irish song. And like when I say it to you, it's like it's, it probably sounds awful and really cringy. But when you're sat there in a change room before a game, it it gets you up for it. it gets you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. After she's done her Irish jig, everyone's up for the game. That that sounds really entertaining. Obviously, <laughs> an Irish jig, but not not after the game, before the game. No, 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 but, before, yeah. Before yeah, that's the only problem is everyone's a bit tired um, when they go out to do the warm-up. <laughs> oh, gosh, that's not good. Um, <laughs> I want to go back to a few questions when you talked about in terms of preparation uh, and, and also how you kind of reflect on the games that went well or didn't go well do you do you use like video analysis for yourself in terms of, of how you improve your game but also do you look at um, other players do you look at do you go to books and say you know is there something that I can take from here what do you do to kind of improve that part of your game um well I always straight after the games happen I always want to watch it back which um is we don't always have that because obviously it takes time for someone to get the film and kind of pass it around. But um, as soon as we get the video of the game, I'll watch it back. Um, and I'll probably do that on by Monday or Tuesday. Um, and then we train again on Tuesday evening. And then when we train Wednesday morning, after training on a Wednesday morning, I'll go and talk to the manager or coach or something like that. And they'll give me some feedback um, and that. In terms of kind of every week, that's about it. But I I watch a lot of football and I I really enjoy, you know, on Sky and BT they have the analysis afterwards and some of it is really really interesting. Um, and there are a few players that I always kind of watch and and kind of learn a lot about and think and hopefully think I um, I'm similar to them in that sense. Um, so for definite, go through the games and things like that and then kind of when there's something I have to work on, I think, say, kind of um, making more passes that break lines, um, you know, forward passes rather than passing sideways and things like that, I'll watch players and see how they do it. Um, but that's about it, really. Well, you say you watch players. Um, who do you look to and say, I'm like them or I could be like them or, or they <laughs> pass? Not just men's football, in women's football, there must be a couple of players you look at and think, I want to try that. Yeah, I think... In men's football, it was Cesc Fabregas. I'm an Arsenal fan. Um, it's and, okay. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't tell me you're a Spurs fan. No, I'm not. My brother is, though. <laughs> um, but yeah, but he, Cesc Fabregas was um, yeah, my favourite player, still is, even though even though he joined Chelsea. But 
not a lot you can do about that. Um, but yeah, Sass Fabregas was one of my favourite players. Um, I think in the women's game, um, Farrah Williams, I think she's, you know, she played holding midfield and played 10 and scored lots of goals, like not just norm, normal goals, you know, long range goals, hot bins type thing, which um, I think she's really, really good to look at. And when, when we played at the Madeira sketch, I played against her, which was really weird. Everyone in the team kind of made fun of me about that. Um, but yeah, that was great. I think Jordan Nobbs as well. Um, I think we played Arsenal in the cup, actually. Um, and Jordan Nobbs was playing and I was up against Jordan Nobbs. And I think you don't have an, a full appreciation for a player until you actually have to play against them. And how much running she did, kind of the pocket she found, a really, really clever player. Um, and obviously plays for Arsenal as well, me being an Arsenal fan helped. Um, but yeah, I'd probably say Jordan Nobbs and Farrah Williams in, in the women's game. Yeah, well, I have to be honest, I, I watched that game, I was there. And uh, I was there, yeah, yes. And a uh, very good game, very good performance from Lewis. And uh, uh, Jordan Loggs is very good, but, you know, you did stand out. <laughs> you did stand out. So the Lewis yeah, team did very, very well. Yeah, we so. defended well for, I don't know how long it was, maybe 70, 80 minutes. Yeah, but, you know, as a team, it was a very good performance. I can say yeah, that. So. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, no, it was good. Yeah. So, you know, you, you, you say you scored a couple of goals. Would you would, would your aim be to score more goals from midfield? Because I know Seth Fabregas is a passer. Yeah. But is there, is, yeah. is, there a, is there a midfielder you look at and think they scored quite a few number of goals? I'd like to do that myself. I think Frank Lampard, he scored a lot of goals. I think we probably don't realise how many goals he actually scored. I think he's probably like top scorer for Chelsea, I think. Um, Possibly. He's, he's up there. Um, and for a midfielder, that's quite good. Um, yeah, I'd say him. And especially his goals as well were kind of, they weren't really in the box, shall we say, outside of the box, long-range shooting, which as a midfielder, you're probably uh, more likely to have chances outside of the box rather than in. Um, so I'd probably say Frank Lampard, even, even though he does play for Chelsea. Yeah, yeah. Well, he does, he does play for Chelsea, but I know you're an Arsenal fan, so I'm sure they won't hold it against you. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> they won't. They won't. They won't. Uh, I, I want to ask you in terms about your aspirations while you're at Lewis, mm -hmm. for yourself, for the club and international. Uh, what are your hopes for in terms of you as a player going forward? Um, I think for me personally, I think probably when I was younger, um, I put you know loads of pressure on myself. I wanted to play internationally. I wanted to be at the, you know the top top clubs. I wanted to start every game. But I think I obviously still want those things and will work really hard for them. But I think as long as I know I've um, given the best account of myself, or you know you know in ten years time when you retire, I can sit down and think, oh, okay, like I did everything I could possibly have done to be the best football player I could have been. I'll be happy. But um, in that in kind of the terms I, I would love to represent my country that is always a dream of mine and I think I will never stop thinking about it until until I retire it, it will it's you know it's one of those things that when when you're younger that's the type of thing you always think about and I think I'm, I'm probably still quite childish in that sense that of course I always think about that that would that is obviously always the dream for every football player whether they make it or not um, and I think with Lewis I think um, for me kind of with it probably for next season I'd want to be um, kind of a really important player and be kind of the standout every game obviously that's probably quite difficult to aim for but I think that's what I'd I'd want to be and with Lewis in the league I'd want to 
help us finish as high up as possible. I think to compete with um, some of the teams in our league, you know, a team like Aston Villa, their men's team are in the Premier League. I think for a club like Lewis to do that and to try and compete with teams like that um, would, would be an amazing achievement. And so I would hopefully want to be part of that if and when it happens. I'm sure it will happen. Uh, you know, you talked about dreaming of playing for your country and obviously something that you've always wanted to do. You've represented at, at a, a youth level, yes? Yeah, so um, I joined up on a couple of camps, which was amazing. Um, this was, when was it? Maybe a few years ago. And that was a, a really amazing experience. Um, and I think when you get, I don't, I don't know what the word is, but it's almost when you get to experience a bit of it, then you, you want to do it again and again and again. And obviously the older you get, the harder it gets. But um, yeah, kind of joining there. And it was one, I think, a couple of them were at St George's Park. And obviously that's an amazing facility. Um, amazing. It's the, the pictures are great. Kind of everything you have, um, yeah, is, is, is really, really good. Um, so yeah, it was, it was a really, really good experience. I loved it. Yeah, I'm sure uh, you will probably make it. I'm sure your name will be there at some point. I'll, I'll have to book, bookmark this conversation. Uh, yeah. you, you mentioned about, you know, in 10 years time, you would probably retire. But you also mentioned previous to that, one of the players that you respected was Farrah Williams. She's well past that kind of retirement age as you put yourself yeah. in. Yeah. You're, you're 20, yes? Yeah. yeah. Do you see yourself still playing at 30? Um, I'd hope so. Um, I, I would obviously love to and hopefully um, it was still a bit a highish level. Um, I think I, I'm one of those people that I would, if I'm not um, playing at, at the level I want to be at, I really struggle. Just I'd really struggle just playing kind of Sunday league or something like that because you are or the buzz is all from football I, that I get is it being competitive and it being that kind of environment where you have to really really push yourself and I think um I would if I was at 30 still playing at that level I would be really really happy um which Farron Williams is to be fair so hope, hopefully it'll happen um but yeah I know she has done quite well for herself really hasn't she she has I'm gonna ask you when you played again did you get an autograph at all no, I don't. If, if, if I got an autograph, I would not have lived that down at Lewis. <laughs> it was, I don't know when, when it was, quite a few months. I think it was in October. And what, what are we in now? May. I, I will not have lived that down. <laughs> well, maybe we should send a message via Twitter just to see if you'll <laughs> send, one or, send one on its way to you. you know, <laughs> save, <laughs> save the embarrassment from face to face. You know. Yeah, yeah, keep the, it through social media. <laughs> yeah. um, Obviously, there's been been no football for a while. How are you going about keeping, apart from your sanity, like everyone else's, stay maintaining your level of fitness? What are you doing? Um, so a lot of running. Um, I I do really enjoy running. There are some really nice areas around me. I actually went for a run I think on Sunday, and I never we have a nature reserve right next to me, and I had no idea and no idea and I just ran through the middle of it and got a bit confused why there wasn't a footpath but yeah so it is really nice near me um uh yeah obviously lots of running some gym sessions we had um in my garden me and my dad kind of built um almost like a bit of a gym section we have these kind of old trampoline poles and we've had to um tie them together to try and make kind of like a barbell which is quite cool um and then some hip workouts um which have been really good um, which is nice to kind of mix it up from just running in gym. Um, but that's about it, really. Um, yeah, yeah practising football as well. I've, um, 
a park literally across the road for me, which is really helpful. Um, so yeah, I have somewhere to practice my football skills, which is nice. Practicing those long range passes and shots, I take it. Yeah, of course, nothing else. <laughs> nothing else. Uh, what I mean, have you been apart from maintaining fitness? Have you been watching any box sets? Because I know everyone's into the box sets now. And yeah. are you reading any particular books to keep yeah, you occupied? Actually, um, well, me and my brother just finished a box set yesterday. Um, it's not really like your average Netflix box set. It was um, Ashes to Ashes. I don't know. Okay, you know. yeah, of course. I'm a lot older than you. Come on. <laughs> yeah, nothing. No, yeah, it's not anything new or anything like that. But we just finished watching that. Our family are really into our like crime detective that type of thing. Um, and Ashes to Ashes, that's great. My when we watch it, actually, my dad absolutely loves the soundtrack to it. Um, it is some of the music that comes up on it. Yeah, it makes him happy. Um, but yeah, Ashes to Ashes has been really good obviously just finished that books um there's been a couple i've read a few books um but that kind of my parents read when they were younger and there's um an author called dick francis and he's that's kind of like crime and things like that um and so i really enjoy reading those um my dad just gave me one um i think by someone mortimer and it's about kind of the oxford area which is um always interesting but yeah um hopefully get through a few more books by the time we get out of this <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you'll get through a few more uh, this is just kind of off the, the, the top of my head question um, you've just finished Ashes to Ashes do you like films as well um, I probably prefer like box sets and things like that I struggle to sit down for a couple of hours and watch something but um, I, I am a fan of a few films any, any you could name um, they're probably older ones um, I've watched the Blues Brothers with my dad. Did not right. expect like it at all. Absolutely loved it. Really, really funny. Um, yeah, feel good film as well. I think. Um, our, my kind of. I've got three other. I've got a big family, so I've got three other siblings, and um, we um, <clears throat> a couple of weeks ago went through all the Harry Potters, which was um, good. I think had to be done. Really, um, that was good. What other ones were there? I don't think there's too many other ones. Me and my sister both like um, Dirty Dancing good music in that as well um but i'd say that's about it really not that's too about, many that's about well do you know what if you were to be given the chance to be in a film any film tv uh which film or tv program would it be and what role would you take oh god i don't know i think having watched ashes to ashes alex drake she's you know, strong, confident woman. That that would be that would be good fun. Um, I don't know what else. I think maybe Hermione and Harry Potter. It'd be nice to be of a bit of a know-it-all and be very, very, very bright, book smart. That would be fun. Um, I don't know what else there is. Yeah, I'd probably I'd probably say them. They're quite good, I think. They're quite. They are quite good. Yeah, strong character, strong female characters. Yeah. I, I I would say we're only a day past uh, the fourth of May, so there was no Star Wars reference from you at no. all. I I've, I've watched Star Wars when I was younger. I think I don't remember it too well. I haven't watched any of the new films though. Actually, um, and maybe I should. Now I've got the time. Maybe I should get into them. But no, yeah, I think, yeah, I think yeah. yeah, I think you should. Yeah, I should. I should. <laughs> Uh, one uh, one other question before we wrap it up in terms of um, you and 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 Lewis particularly really uh, I'm looking at the table where Lewis is mm -hmm. you know they're not necessarily where they would want to be from yourselves and the others that I've spoken to um, what do you hope for with Lewis 
should the season return uh, or next year, you know, in terms of a league position, cup or promotion, what do you hope for? Um, well, a cup, a cup run and promotion would be great. But obviously, um, I think in the league, I think it would probably be being consistent. I think we at the very start of the season, we went for quite a few games unbeaten um, and we've never really been able to find our consistency again um, in terms of when we play well and consistently playing well. And I think what we found is when when we've played teams, we've when we've lost, we've only lost by one or two goals. There's only been, off the top of my head, I think one game where we lost 3-0 to Leicester. Of all the other ones, we've, we've lost by a goal. Um, and I think it's probably slowly turning those losses into draws against the bigger teams and those draws into wins against the teams that are around us. Um, I think that's really, really important for the league. Um, yeah, just that general consistency. Um, but I'd love a cup run. I think like as, as amazing as it was playing Arsenal um, in the FA Cup, it would have been nice if we got them in a, in a later round. I don't know. Um, yeah, that would have been good. But um, I've, I've never really had a proper cup run. Um, so I think to, to experience that um, with a team would be great. Um, so, yeah, I'd probably say that. Oh, well, that's a, a, a perfect way to end, the cup run. Hopefully yeah. that will happen. Hopefully yeah. that will happen. <laughs> um, I'm going to say thank you very much for giving me the time today and sharing your journey. Uh, with, yeah, with... Oh, that was great, Ellie. I really do appreciate it. Um, I hope we can speak again. Yes, yes, of course. Brilliant stuff. Anyway, that was Ellie Noble, the Lewis women's uh, superstar midfielder. <laughs> I'm saying it now because I'm, I'm sure she will be. Uh, <laughs> and uh, this uh, was on and off the pitch. I'm Rodney Cyrus. Thank you for watching and listening, and I'll see you soon. Bye for now.